0: The Ending Stretch is proudly presented by Printer Dudes. Printer Dudes is your one-stop shop for unique 3D-printed gifts and collectibles. From ducks to dinosaurs and everything in between, Printer Dudes has it all. Head on over to printerdudes.etsy.com and use promo code run that's one word, to save 10% off your first order. That's Printer Dudes, D-O-O-D-S. The best 3D-printed collectibles this side of home plate. Hey everybody welcome into the 8th inning stretch uh happy early Halloween uh everybody um tomorrow's Halloween and also game three of the world series uh Carson we have another rare occasion on our hands where we're recording an episode and there's no game
1: yeah what's up AJ what's up everybody I've it makes sense that it's spooky season and things are spookily quiet in, in the baseball world, except for uh, the Astros deciding to dress up as a cheater
0: again for, for, mm. that's <laughs> nothing new. Mm. Um, yeah, the Astros, the 2022 Astros doing their best impression of the 2017 Astros. Uh, but we'll talk, we'll, uh, be sure we'll talk more about that in a minute. um, Lots and lots to get to, so let's let's just kind of dive right in. Let's start with our poll results. Uh, we asked you guys who you thought your uh, World Series MVP pick was. Uh, the choices were Bryce Harper, Jordan Alvarez, and then other. Uh, Bryce Harper took this thing going away with 67%, 33% voted for other. Carson, no love for Alvarez.
1: Yeah, apparently not. That's a little bit weird considering I feel like if Houston wins this thing, there's a good chance that it could be him. But uh, perhaps some of the 33% were also thinking Jeremy Pena, seeing as he was mm. also the ALCS uh, MVP. So could mm. could be very possible that that was what people were thinking there.
0: So do you think if the Phillies win this thing, which here's hoping, um, is, do you think Harper's the obvious choice i guess for for mvp if the phillies win it
1: yeah i would probably go with either harper or reese hoskins would probably be mm. the two that i'd be leaning towards right now um but but for me right now harper is should be clear in a way the favorite
0: i mean i i just think there's i think you can go a few different ways for the phillies um harper hoskins you mentioned Maybe, maybe throw uh JT Realmuto in there.
1: Hmm. Yep. Certainly should receive cons- some consideration as well. Absolutely.
0: Of course, if I were casting an MVP vote in the an MVP vote in the Phillies one, uh, my I would let my bias show and I would go for uh Kyle Schwarber. But <laughs> um, that's beside the point. So, what about the uh, I mean, let's hope this doesn't happen. But if the Astros take this thing, you mentioned Jeremy Pena. Of course, Alvarez has to be in the the, uh, the conversation. Um, Who else do you think uh, might get an MVP nod if the, if the Astros uh, take this thing?
1: Well, I'll tell you who won't. It won't be Justin Verlander.
0: Um, Oof. Nope. I think. uh, Won't be Martin Maldonado either. No, it will not.
1: Um, I think Alex Bregman could certainly receive some consideration. Mm. Um, obviously, Jordan Alvarez. Uh, I think Jeremy Pena will more than likely also would receive some consideration. Um, but but it's also tough at this point too, you know, because we're we're right. only two games into this two thing. It's kind of hard right. to hard to predict who could be an MVP.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, we're yeah we're only a couple games into this thing. Uh, so let's talk about, because, wow, do we need to talk about game one. Uh, Astros were up 5 nothing. Phillies come storming back, score five runs off of Verlander. Uh, Nick Castellanos makes a absolutely ridiculous catch to save the game in the bottom of the ninth. And then JT Romuto comes up uh, and, and cracks a cracks that would prove to be the game-winning running game winning homer in the top of the 10th. Uh, I mean, we've we've talked about it a lot uh, all season and through the playoffs, Carson, but, man, this Phillies team, they do not know the meaning of the word quit.
1: Well, yeah, absolutely not. I mean, um, to, to kind of paraphrase what I had thought, uh, Jeff Passon tweeted after the game that was essentially, it may be ugly, but a win is a win no matter what. And that's kind of the mentality almost of this Phillies team. Um, Also, did... Did Nick Castellanos like pull one of like become one of the aliens in Space Jam and just like, steal like steal defensive skills from like the best players in the league? Because he made a great catch against Atlanta in the in the uh, NLDS, and then he goes out and makes another game saving catch in the bottom of the ninth. Like, like yeah. he had he had to have just trapped all their skills into a baseball, like in Space Jam, and just absorbed it
0: uh just to clarify you are talking about the good space jam
1: yes I'm talking about the Michael Jordan space Jam.
0: okay thank you um just had to clear that up uh because if you were referring to the abomination that was the LeBron space jam uh we may have had a problem no seriously though Nick Castellanos um wow flashing the leather um, okay. Yeah. Admittedly Castellanos probably not known for his defensive ability. Um, but I, I gotta be honest. I kind of took issue with, uh, replacement and Joe Buck wannabe Joe Davis, uh, on the broadcast, uh, said something to the effect of something like Nick Castellanos of all people or something. Um, um, I don't know, man. Little, little disrespectful, if you ask me.
1: Yeah, but at the at the same time, he's not necessarily wrong.
0: That's fair. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. I just I don't know. That kind of it wasn't like a oh my god Nick Castellanos. It was it it kind of struck me more as a uh, did Nick Castellanos really just make that? I don't know. I just. Maybe it's just they just got kind of to rub me the wrong way. Um, so Nick Castellanos saves the day in the bottom of ninth because if he doesn't make that catch, uh, the game's over. Um, and we're so now probably sitting here talking about the Astros being up 2 0 headed back to Philly. But um, Castellanos saves the game. Real Muto, who I don't care what anybody says, he's the best catcher in baseball. And. Comes up absolutely clutch in the top of the 10th inning. In fact, led off the 10th inning with a home run. Um, oh, by the way, Carson, in case you were wondering, JT Romuto, with that home run, became the first catcher to hit a World Series extra inning home run uh, since, oh, I don't know, some guy named Carlton Fisk back in 1975. I think... I think if memory serves, Fisk was a pretty good uh he was pretty good at baseball.
1: Uh yes, yes he was. Um yeah, absolutely unreal. I mean, what what a game one that was. What a comeback by the Phillies. Absolutely incredible.
0: Yeah, and uh, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention uh Diaz of Houston in that last at bat. Um leaned into Leaned into not one but two pitches because if you watch the replay of the first pitch that almost hit him, uh, he he was trying to lean into it. Did lean into the second one and thought, "Oh well, okay, I'm gonna just go take my base." Um, but Carson, I was I was shocked to see because you this you don't see this happen, but the umpire called him out on it and was like, "Uh-uh, you get back to home." You get back to home plate, you lean into that.
1: Yeah, and the I think I don't remember where I saw it on or how I saw it, but it was on Twitter. Like they had the audio and the um, basically said, You effing leaned into that and get back yeah. here. Um, which yeah. kudos to the umpire because right um, because let's let's be honest here folks, looking at that video, he clearly leaned into that pitch. He can claim yeah. that he didn't didn't lean into it and blah blah blah. the, the video does not lie. There is Mm-mm. a clear lean into that
0: pitch. Yeah. Um, not much else to say about that other than stay trashy Astros. Um, we'll talk about more about guys leaning into pitches uh, later on. Uh, so then last night the Astros bounce back. Yada yada yada. They win game two. Carson, as much as it pains me to say this, I have to give the tiniest uh, amount of credit to the Astros because, I mean, let's be honest, they got absolutely punched in the mouth in game one, um, and they they bounced back in one game two behind Framber Valdez, who was also up to shady activity that we'll talk about later, and more shady activity, Martin Maldonado caught using an illegal bat
1: yeah I the the Astros just want to say oh everybody needs to move on the Astros fans want to say oh let's move on then don't do crap like this it's pretty <laughs> simple
0: yeah um for those of you who didn't see it Carr said I don't know what Frar Valdez had on his glove but it definitely looked. It definitely looked like he was—he had some sort of uh, some goop or something that he was putting on the baseball.
1: Yeah, and now again, has this has any of this been confirmed by Major League Baseball? No. no. This is this is purely reckless speculation on our part. So Astros fans, before you run to our emails or our DMs <laughs> and start being like, you guys are bashing the Astros unnecessarily. We understand Mm. that nothing has been confirmed by MLB. There's been no investigation or anything like Mm. that. The video Um, makes it look pretty shady.
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, the thing about Maldonado's bat has been confirmed by multiple sources. So, uh, I don't know. If I were Major League Baseball, I would go and check every single bat in that Astros clubhouse, but that's just me. Um, Because... You know, I don't know. Maybe they're pulling the Sammy Sosa move with the corked bats. Um, no, so the Astros bounce back and win game two, unfortunately. They're tied 1-1. They're going to Philly. Carson, which I I mean, you just know uh, Citizens Bank Park is going to be absolutely... It's going to be loud. It's going to be rowdy. Those Philly fans are going to be... Uh, Ready to give the Astros a, a Philly welcome. Um, well, we'll talk about our, our picks for Game 3 in a second here. But the pitching matchup for Game 3, we've got Noah Syndergaard going for the Phillies, uh, who has a 1.69 ERA so far in these playoffs, and Lance McCullers Jr. going for the Astros with a 2.70, or 2.75 ERA. Carson, I don't know about you, but I think the... I mean, yeah, Houston was... well. Houston was probably a little louder because they had the roof closed, Um, but I don't know about you. Uh, I mean, you just know Phillies fans. Those Philly fans are going to be, they're just going to be so loud and so, so rowdy. And I don't know. I just, I know it doesn't, I know it probably doesn't give the Phillies an actual advantage, but I feel like the Phillies have a, you know, something of a home field advantage.
1: Yeah, I mean, Philadelphia fans are right up there I think with New York fans as one of the most passionate uh fan bases in in sports for for the right and sometimes occasionally the wrong reasons. Um but yeah, Citizens Bank Park is going to be absolutely rocking. I mean, this is going to be their first World Series game since what This is going to be their first World Series game since I don't even know when. Um yeah but yeah this uh spoiler alert by the way everybody i'm gonna pick the phillies here um Mm. but yeah this this crowd is going to be rocking they're going to be rowdy i'm sure especially with the astros heck i wouldn't be surprised if some people grabbed some trash cans from on the (laughs) top and started banging on them i would not be surprised in the slightest So um, yeah, the the Syndergaard McCullers matchup seems like too. It should be a really fun pitching duel between two guys who I still think both are vastly underrated.
0: Yeah, which I can't believe I can't believe I'm gonna use the word underrated and nowhere Syndergaard in the same sentence. But yeah, um, no, the place is gonna be the place is gonna be rocking. I fully. I fully support the trash can idea. Um, I think that's a great idea. Uh, just to, you know, maybe get in the Astros heads a little bit more. Um, I think one thing, if there was a key, if there's a key to game three for the Phillies, Carson, it's, um, they, they can't make a habit of spotting Houston these you know, multiple run leads in the, in the first couple innings.
1: Yeah, absolutely right. Um it very much needs to be um you know, the the Phillies can't let the environment kind of take take over and can't let can't let that adrenaline, you know, got to got to try and stay settled because this mm. this Astros team, they are they are veterans of this scenario of this situation and they will make you pay for any mistakes that you make they have the capability yep. up and down their lineup up and down their pitching staff to take advantage of any little mistake that you make so philadelphia's got to come into this game almost with the attitude of as hard as it may be almost with the attitude of it's just another game you mm. cannot you cannot let the situation overtake your emotions because that's where you get into a 5 nothing down situation
0: yeah um yeah, I think it's really important for the Phillies to shift feet. It's important obviously they're they're gonna feed off of their home crowd because um but I think it's important for them to feed off the home crowd and and let that, you know, let all that energy just kind of soak it up and let that, you know, um let that sort of drive them but at the same time like you said I think they also need to not get too carried away does that that make sense I think yep absolutely makes sense um because you just know I mean you just know that place is going to be it's going to be absolutely nuts I'm insanely jealous of anybody who gets to be there and Carson I think the other important thing to keep in mind because one of the uh, one of the things Major League Baseball does right with these best of seven series is it's a two it's a two three two format, which means we get three straight games in Philly. This isn't uh, you know this isn't the NBA or the NHL where they do that stupid two two one 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 thing. So, um, three straight games at Citizens Bank Park. Uh, I'll call advantage Phillies.
1: Yeah, I think I would not be surprised at all if um if Philly took at least 2 out of 3 here. Um yeah. I mean, I think honestly, I think if they want to win this thing, they need to take 2 out of 3 two here. Three. Yeah. Um because if they if they don't, if Houston ends up being the ones that potentially take 2 out of 3, mm. you're going back to minute made where you have to win 2 games in a row. Right. Against a team that is very good at Minute Maid Park. Um, yep. So I think, I think it's crucial for the Phillies to either win two out of three or heck maybe even end the series right there in Philadelphia.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, I would go, I'll go one step further and say that I, I would not be the least bit surprised. Um, I would not be the least bit surprised to see the Phillies, uh, See the Phillies take all three of these games and and end this thing at home because um I mean obviously I don't know for sure but I'm pretty sure the Phillies would rather not go back to Houston.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't think they would. And um I mean nor should they want to and I mean heck who knows. If they do end up taking those three games AJ, we're looking at we're looking at our recording session on Thursday being the last episode of the season. So maybe, maybe do we, do we want them to just take two out of three? Like, I'd be okay with
0: that. Um, Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of torn about that. I'll be honest, because I'm not going to lie. Part of me wants to see the Phillies win all three games at home and, and just wrap this thing up and finish off the Astros and uh, send the Astros to the golf course. Um, And, and just be done with it. Um, but yeah, like you said, at the same time, that would also mean that, uh, our next episode will be our last of the season. So that's kind of, um, that's kind of bittersweet too. So I don't know. Um, but I definitely, I'm, I'm 100% taking the Phillies in game three. Um, I think, I think they've, I think they've learned from falling behind early in these first two games. And I just, I don't know, Carson. I just I think Noah Syndergaard goes out there and and gives us a vintage Noah Syndergaard performance.
1: Yeah, I mean, let's not forget that not too long ago, the one-two punch on the Mets was not Degrom Scherzer; it was Degrom Syndergaard. Syndergaard, yeah. Um, and you know, he went to the went to the Angels, got traded to the Phillies. Let's not forget that either. He was traded to the Phillies. Yeah. Um, which blows my mind still uh which I, b- I believe also uh didn't Brandon Marsh also get traded to the Phillies from the Angels
0: yeah I think I think that was uh um yeah I think it was kind of a package deal oh was it I couldn't remember if they were
1: two different deals or not but anyway um yeah Noah Syndergaard still a very capable starter and Lance McCullers has been it seems like one of the most reliable starting pitchers ever since he came into the league for the Astros. Um, I mean, my goodness. M- McCullers has been the rock so- at points when needed of this Houston rotation, and he may need yeah. to be again because, as we saw in Game 1, uh, World Series Verlander is a very real mm-hmm. thing, and it is a very mm-hmm. bad thing. Um, so, yeah. all in all, this could be a great pitching matchup.
0: Yeah, I think, um, I don't know. I just, with, with Syndergaard and, and the Phillies feeding off that crowd and feeding off that energy, um, yeah, I just, I just, I don't see them, um, well, I, I just, I think they'll, I think they'll get off to a, they'll get off to a quicker start. I don't, I don't think we see another, you know, another game of them falling behind early.
1: Yeah, I don't think so either. At least not five five runs down.
0: Right. Um I mean yeah. they
1: they need to need to lock that
0: up for sure. Yeah, I just I just think they get off to a quick start and um and 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 hold on and and go up and you know take three take game three and I don't know. I just logically my headset, my mind, my, my logic is saying, uh, my logic is saying that the chance, you know, oh, you know, the Phillies will probably take two out of three, um, because of that, because of the, you know, sort of the home field advantage they have, but I don't know, Carson, I, I would not be, I would not be surprised at all i wouldn't be the least bit surprised to see the phillies win all three games and i know that sounds crazy you know looking at the astros but i think that i think the i think the phillies home field advantage is is that is you know is that big of a factor
1: yeah it um i mean the the phillies the Phillies have a very deep team as well, which, mm. especially when it comes to postseason, I think in any sport, uh, really helps your chances. So, you know, one guy goes down. I think the Phillies have really believed in that next man up mentality. Um, and that's part of the part of that mentality of win at any cost, too. I think those mentalities kind of go hand in hand. And that has been the identity of this Phillies team this year. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're just, they're so deep and they're so, I mean, I know, you know, all the, I know a lot of, a lot of people have said, you know, and a lot of, you know, the odds makers and everything, no, the Astros are the heavy favorites, but I don't, I don't think the, I don't think the talent gap between the Astros and the Phillies is, is as big as, as some people have made it out to be. Yeah, it um maybe maybe in the I think the only area and you know, granted this is a big, you know, this is this is kind of a big deal, but I think the the only area where there where there is a, you know, a wider talent gap is the starting rotation because I think the you know, no disrespect to Noah Syndergaard or any of the other Phillies starting pitchers, but I think the Phillies' rotation gets a little thin after Nola and Wheeler, whereas the Astros' rotation is pretty much, you know, stacked one through five.
1: Yeah, uh, the the like you said, it's and it seems like too with the Astros, that rotation is never in any sort of jeopardy if that makes sense. Like you mm. you potentially lose a piece. Oh okay. We'll just plug it in with like this minor leaguer or this free agent signing. Like they yeah. they know how to replenish better than anybody in baseball. Like oh, we lost Carlos Correa. Here's America, <laughs> here's ALCS MVP Jeremy Peña. You know. Yeah. Um I mean the you know, credit where credit is due. The the front office of Houston has done an incredible job in building this team for prolonged success. And um, you know, there's there's a reason why they've been uh, why they've been World Series champions, and that reason was trash cans. But besides that, uh, <laughs> there's a reason why they're consistently either in the World Series or in the
0: ALCS. Yeah, and let's not uh, forget Jose Altuve's Apple Watch. Um. Anyways, uh, no, I mean I yeah there's i just i just think the the phillies are better than than a lot of people are giving them credit for i think it's crazy to me that even with the phillies getting to the world series and and beating you know (laughs) beating three really good teams along the way to get there including the defending champion braves i just i still but even in spite of all that, Carson, I still see people sleeping on the Phillies, which just blows my mind.
1: It blows my mind that the Philadelphia Phillies are in the World Series. <laughs>
0: I know, right? Like,
1: <laughs> like, that's just like, like oh, you know, who's, who's going to... You know, if you had told me at the start of the playoffs, oh, yeah, Philadelphia is going to be the one to go to the World Series and the Padres are going to beat the Dodgers. Like, I would have laughed, but kudos credit where credit is due to, to the Phillies as well for, for their resilience. I mean, this may be the most resilient team potentially I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. I'm telling man, I get, and I, I think I said this before, but I get some serious, I get some, some major 2013 Red Sox vibes from this team. And by that, I mean, just absolutely no quit and you know just this you know this never you know gooney goonies never say die type attitude um that th- these guys are you just you can't count this team out of out of any game and or any series and um, and I I just I can't wait to see how the rest of the series shakes out and I I'm telling you everybody I I know it sounds crazy but if the Phillies win all three of these games in, in Philadelphia I will not I will not be surprised um so uh, but I guess we'll see how the rest of that shakes out. Uh, for teams that are in the World Series to well one of the teams that the Phillies beat to get there the Cardinals but Garson good news for the Cardinals. Superstar third baseman Nolan Arenado has opted in to stay with the Cardinals through twenty twenty seven. Uh, this, I don't think, there could be better news for Cardinals fans uh, in the wake of their uh, early playoff exit.
1: And that trade continues to look worse and worse and worse for the Colorado Rockies. Um, yeah, I yep. mean. Arenado opting in is huge news for the Cardinals, um, who could who are trying to figure out their future as after what was I think an earlier playoff exit than a lot of us expected. Um, yeah, and I think for you know for Cardinals fans for the front office I think they can all breathe a sigh of relief now knowing that Arenado has decided to opt in and his immediate future. Is known he's going to be a St. Louis Cardinal for the next five years.
0: I mean, potentially to the end of his, uh, potentially for the rest of his career, which is crazy. Um, because if you had told me a few years ago that Nolan Arenado would finish career, his career somewhere other than Colorado, I would have told you, you were crazy. Because I would have gone, the Rockies would be stupid to let him go. Oh wait, we're talking about the Rockies. um yeah, this is this is great news for Cardinals fans. Um, Arenado's obviously he's been a big part of that team since he got there. Um, yeah, I think you make a good point about a about a maybe a little earlier exit from the playoffs than than Cardinals fans were hoping for. Well, obviously, and I mean I don't know about you, but I was well, yeah, I was I was. On a scale of 1 to 10, I was probably at about a 7 as far as how shocked I was that the Cardinals lost in the first round.
1: Yeah, uh, I think we were all shocked. And with with good fairness, I think, because this team should... I mean, should be going very far into the playoffs, but... Um, yeah. I think, I think knowing that Arenado is going to be back is a big, big deal. Um, I think him and Goldschmidt will very likely be the two front runners for uh, NL MVP, as they should be. Uh, both had miraculous seasons, but um, Arenado and the Cardinals, I think, certainly have some unfinished business. But I'll go a step further here, AJ. I'm going to make potentially the hottest take I've ever made on this show. Oh, boy. By the time 2027 comes around, we will hear the words World Series champion St. Louis Cardinals while Nolan Arenado is in St. Louis.
0: Yeah. Um, I actually don't think that's that hard of a take at all. Um, I, I don't know if I can find it right now, but I saw a tweet the other day. I don't remember who tweeted it out, but they were basically... Projecting the next, you know, the World Series champions through, I think, like 2028 or something. I don't know if you saw that, Carson, but. um, And I think. Let's see if I remember right, they had uh, the Mariners next year. And then. The oh, man, I wish I could. Hang on, let me let me see if I can. Sorry, everybody. Bear with me for a moment. This is the kind of live content you get with the 8th inning stretch. Um, Let me see if I can find that real quick. I bet you I can. Yeah, here we go. Oh, wow. So this tweet was actually originally tweeted in 2019, which is crazy. Um, Well, where's the... No, I want the actual tweet. Um... Okay, yeah, here it is. Uh, so they tweeted this in 2019, and I, when I saw this, I was like, "Wow, um, this this dude's got to be psychic." So he tweeted this in 2019. Uh, the <laughs> he picked, he predicted the World Series champions uh, from 2020 through 2029. Okay, 2020 Dodgers, which. Of course the dodgers did win the world series in 2020 uh 2021 the braves right again 2022 the phillies i mean that remains to be seen but that's looking like a pretty great a pretty decent pick uh 2024 padres 2025 oh 2023 mariners 2024 padres 2025 mariners 2026 giants 2027 angels 2028 Marlins, 2029 Orioles. um. But yeah, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's crazy to, I don't think it's crazy at all to, to put the Cardinals in there some way where Carson.
1: Yeah. I mean, this, this team should be, should be being built to, to win a world series in the near future. um, And I mean, I think they've they've been doing they've been doing just that. Um, yeah, but I think I think with with the whole Arenado situation, it certainly makes their off season a lot easier and potentially a lot more interesting because now you've got to think about this. It's like, OK, now we have this superstar locked down until 2027. We got to get some pieces to build around him sooner rather than later.
0: I would make the argument that they were—they had a World Series caliber team this year. Uh, They just had the misfortune of running into the uh, the red hot Phillies.
1: Yeah, it it very much could have been could have been their year, Uh, but but now the the Phillies are the standard, and you've got to go back to the drawing board and figure out what exactly uh, what exactly you want to want to do with with your off season and with that cap money that you've got and by cap money of course i just mean money because the f <laughs> doesn't have a salary cap
0: uh even though it should um but that's another debate for another time um i know i know i keep saying that and trust me we will have that debate at some point um Carson, do you think the phillies do you think the Phillies have, are, I mean, especially if they win the World Series, but assuming, you know, maybe even if they come up short, um, do you think the Phillies now become kind of the new, you know, uh, so-called blueprint um, that other teams will use to, to get struck their rosters uh, here over the next couple of years? <sighs>
1: I I don't necessarily think that they're necessarily a blueprint. I would compare it more to IKEA instructions. Like,
0: they're
1: <laughs> they're, they're going to be helpful in the long run, but short term, oh, yeah. you may want to try and do it yourself.
0: <laughs> IKEA instructions. Um, well, let's hope not, because those IKEA instructions are useless. Um yeah like key instructions that's good no i don't i don't think the phillies are the i don't think the phillies are the blueprint um i think the you know i don't know i don't i don't know that they're i mean there have definitely been years past where you know one team would win the world series and then all to all other you know all the other twenty nine teams would go. Oh well, maybe we should try putting our roster together that way. Um, but Carson, I think baseball is unique in the fact that I don't think there is a blueprint for how to build a baseball team.
1: Yeah, I would. Uh, I think you could certainly make that argument. I mean, especially in baseball, it's it's hard to truly build a team because in a lot of other sports. You know, even the minor league systems. You've got basically one one minor league system in, mm. in the NHL. You've got no minor league systems in the NFL. You're solely mm. reliant on developing those players. Um, mm. You know, NBA technically has the G League, but how many players right. actually come up from the G League and end up being stars? Um,
0: Not so, a lot, yeah.
1: Exactly. So, I mean, yeah, a lot of times you know especially in baseball you know sending a player down too quickly or bringing one up too early can really have an impact on their development
0: yeah the farm system is the key for 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 a major league franchise and i think also um i think also i think baseball players take longer to it, baseball, players, baseball players take longer to develop in most cases. I mean, you do get the occasional, you know, um, you know, sort of player that, you know, just crushes it in the minors and, and you know, plays their way to the, you know, to the show. But um, I think baseball players take longer to develop than players in other sports um you don't see a first round major league baseball pick uh you know starting for the for the for the big club where you know whereas like in the NFL it's you know you see a rookie quarterback uh start in their first year
1: yeah baseball is is very much different in that sense uh absolutely like you're you're not going to see a first round first round pick usually for for at least a few years at least
0: yeah yeah it's uh i mean it's just another thing that makes baseball unique and and i and i think another thing that makes baseball um you know that makes baseball fun um uh yes i hear you all yes we're getting off track but you know what it's getting near the end of the season and that's okay Um, we're going to talk about Rob Manfred here in a second, but just one sort of random thought that popped into my head when you said that about, uh, you know, the other, the minor leagues in other sports, Carson, the NFL has a minor league system. It's called the NCAA. Um,
1: yeah, I guess that's true. I, I guess technically that's true.
0: The NCAA is the minor league for the NFL, um, for better or worse, depending on your, uh, perspective. Um, anyways, <laughs> moving on. Uh, I guess we have to talk about Rob Manfred, but believe it or not, uh, as any of you who have listened to the show with any regularity know, I am not the biggest fan. Uh, of Mr. Rob Manfred, but every once in a while, uh, he says, or does something that I agree with. And this time I'm, uh, and this is one of those times Carson, Rob Manfred has said he's uh, no longer optimistic that the Oakland A's will get a new stadium and that the A's will likely move to Las Vegas. Um, I don't even know where to start with this because it sounded like not too long ago that maybe a future stadium was in the work for the A's. Um, But Carson, I don't know about you, but man, I just, my heart breaks for, for fans in Oakland.
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, it's hard to hard to see that the, the optimism for, for them staying in Oakland is, is down to the point where even Manfred is now saying, I don't think this is going to happen. But also at the same time, that's kind of a captain obvious statement to make, looking at their Mm. uh, fan attendance these past couple years. But um, yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's hard not to feel bad for just the Oakland sports scene in general. Like you lose the Raiders to Vegas. Now you're going to potentially, you know, now it looks, looks like, at least according to manfred you're gonna lose the athletics to vegas it's just
0: and and they lost the warriors to san francisco
1: true yes the the warriors moved moved to san fran so So. yeah it's just it's a it's a sad day to be to be an athletics fan but um also i'd like to just i know that this is deviating a little bit from oakland moving to vegas but i'd also like to point out that manfred still managed to be manfred and say that the ghost runner uh <laughs> is going to be staying in the regular season and he said that a majority of fans want this and uh, uh no we don't this no, is why everybody don't. says that and you don't listen to the fans
0: yeah um yeah i think that I don't know if I would say the ghost runner was an abject failure this year, because I'll be honest, I don't know about you, Carson, but I didn't really see a lot of games where it came into play.
1: Uh, I don't I don't know that I did either, but that still doesn't mean that I like it.
0: No, no, I'm not. I'm not a fan. Um heck, I don't even like it in the in the video in video game baseball in virtual baseball. It sucks. Um, although at least in in MLB the show you can turn it off, so there's that. Um, uh, yeah, let's just hope. Please, Rob Manfred, don't get any ideas about ghost runners in the playoffs, because um, if you do, there will be riots outside the Major League Baseball headquarters. Um, no, but just to get back to the A's for a second, Carson. As much as as much as this sucks for Oakland fans, and as much as you know, my heart breaks for them because they're quite possibly about to lose their their last remaining pro sports team in Oakland. Um, as much as that sucks, it as much as my heart breaks for them. I mean, let's be honest the the A's attendance has been abysmal for years. That stadium is. Uh, the stadium should be condemned uh, and turned into a parking lot. Um, the A's moving out of Oakland is, it's kind of a, for me at least, it's kind of a, well, you know, it's about damn time kind of thing.
1: Yeah, honestly, it it probably should have happened a long time ago. Um, I think that, you know, especially when, when this rebuild started, you know when when literally everybody got traded. I think we all kind of saw the writing yeah. on the wall uh, for potentially their time in Oakland. But uh, the the fans have clearly responded by showing out in um, groups of about two or three uh, <laughs> to, to each athletics game. Which you know obviously you feel bad for the fans, but you know during the during a season like that, you got to feel bad for the players who who are still around.
0: Yeah. Um, and for me anyways, uh, a a major league baseball team in Vegas makes perfect sense.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, let's be honest, you know, Vegas is Vegas is a, not only one of the biggest tourist destinations in, in the U S and the world. Um, but you know, it's slow. It really is kind of the entertainment capital, uh, of the world as well. You know, you've got all the all the casinos and stuff there. The Golden Knights have been absolutely incredible since going to yep. Vegas. Um, the Raiders have been doing really well as far as fans and fan attendance. Um and also Allianz or uh Allegiant Stadium is like is just one of the most beautiful stadiums I've ever seen. It's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah um so it makes makes all the sense in the world for there to be a baseball team in vegas
0: yeah i mean who knew vegas would uh sort of be transformed into this you know sports sports mecca type city um i mean you mentioned the golden knights who uh went to the stanley cup final in their first year even though um that was a little that was a little iffy but um, because of the uh, how they how lucky they got in the expansion draft but that's another uh that's another topic for another show for another time um the Raiders well they're the Raiders but that stadium has been packed and yeah I just think uh, a major league baseball team in Vegas um, with a you know, Obviously, the A's have some work to do roster wise, but Carson, I think a a major league baseball team in Vegas with a good product on the field could do really, really well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think I think they'd very much be uh be embraced by by Vegas, and but that's the key though. I think with Vegas is you you know you show up there, you got to be able to win. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. Al Davis literally said one of his most famous quotes is just win, baby. Like, Mm. you got to be able to win when you show up in Vegas.
0: Yeah. Um, And obviously, you know, this is who knows when this is going to happen. This might not, you know, this might still be a ways off. But um, just just interesting. Um, Real quick, though. If the A's, if this comes to pass, the A's move to Vegas, um, are they are they keeping the name? Is it the Las Vegas Athletics or? I mean, or I would, do you think?
1: I would think they changed the name. Like you think? I I don't I yeah. don't think Athletics works in Las Vegas. Um, I don't know yeah, that's what fair. that name would be but I know that I don't think athletics would work in Vegas.
0: Well, the A team are the Las Vegas Aviators. So, um, I don't, you know what? Uh, I think we just found our next poll question. Um, our next poll question is going to be a name the team contest for the prospective uh, Las Vegas MLB team, the relocation of the Oakland A's. So, um, keep an eye out for that on Twitter at 8th Inning Pod uh real quick real real quick the other uh nugget we got here from rob manfred was he said he thinks the rays are going to news the rays are going to get a new stadium and stay in tampa um as much as i'm in favor of the you know well i'm okay with the a's moving because you know it's been it's been the attendance has been absolutely abysmal and yes, I know I've made joke. I've made endless jokes about the attendance in Tampa. But let's be honest, Carson, that Tropicana Field is a is a dump. And to be fair, in defense of the uh, pathetic attendance numbers at Tropicana Field, um, for anyone who doesn't know, Tropicana Field is not it's not in Tampa proper. It's more St. Pete than Tampa, and it's kind of out of the way, and it's not exactly easy to get to. So, Carson, if you, do you think if the Rays do actually get a new Sabian that's closer to downtown Tampa, um, do we finally see that attendance improve?
1: I would think so. And, I mean, this is a team that, like you said, it's in St. Petersburg, which makes it a little bit harder. Uh, not to mention the fact that you know I'll I'll use this since it's Tropicana Field and they're famous for orange juice uh, that orange juice <laughs> went sour many 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 years ago. Um, like if if you had to if you asked me which stadium is worst, the Oco Coliseum or
0: mm-hmm.
1: or Tropicana Field, I genuinely don't know which one I would pick because they're both terrible. Um, and I mean the yeah. part is for the Rays they're a winning baseball team and you're playing yeah. in a stadium like that. It's
0: just, yeah. it's embarrassing. Yeah. Um, so if you had the choice between the Rays staying in Tampa, getting new field or moving to, Oh gee, let's see here. What's a city that could really use a baseball team. Oh, I don't know. Montreal. Um, I don't know i mean if if the rays can get a new stadium that's that's you know in a better location and uh the inside of which doesn't look like a uh costco um i hey, i would be i think i would be i'm i'm for the rays staying in tampa but if they don't get a new stadium uh i am 100% in favor of them moving to montreal
1: I think I would be in the same boat. Um, but the, the thing is like the sports scene in Tampa Bay is very good. Like the, it is. You know, the lightning yeah. have been consistent Stanley cup contenders and their fans are incredible. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers granted could a lot of that potentially also be due to the fact that Tom Brady is there. Yeah. Mm. But their, their fans are still a very loyal fan base. Like they, they yeah. show up. Um, for their team so the the sports scene in Tampa Bay is good and the Rays are a winning baseball team so I think they would very much thrive in Tampa Bay but as you pointed out yeah. AJ the key thing is their stadium is not actually properly in Tampa Bay and it's more in St. Petersburg Florida
0: yeah they play inside of Costco Um, yeah that's so that's that's definitely something to keep an eye on uh, that's a good point about the Tampa sports scene uh, i'm pers- i'm not a fan of lightning fans after some of the experiences i had with them last spring uh during the Stanley Cup final but that's beside the point uh so two two things to you know Oakland and Tampa a couple of things to really keep an eye on um as we get into the uh get into the winter here um i'm just i I'm gonna be watching both of these stories with great interest um and uh and and see where see if the A's do finally um if we do finally get a team in vegas and and what and what goes on in Tampa if the Rays finally get out of playing inside that Costco um all right let's take a break uh we've run a little bit long but that's okay let's take a break uh, and when we come back, we'll play buy or sell. Uh, you're listening to the eighth inning stretch, and we'll be back right after this. The eighth inning stretch is proudly presented by Printer Dudes. Printer Dudes is your one stop shop for unique 3D printed gifts and collectibles. From ducks to dinosaurs and everything in between, Printer Dudes has it all. Head on over to printerdudes.etsy.com and use promo code HOME RUN. That's one word to save 10% off your first order. That's Printer Dudes, D-O-O-D-S, the best 3D printed collectibles this side of home plate. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the 8th inning stretch uh, with AJ Carson, and it is time for my favorite part of the show. It's buy or sell. Um, Sorry, everybody. The mailbag has been replaced as my favorite part of the show um, because this is for all of you out there who... uh, are always saying that we agree too much. So, um, yeah, there's that. All right. Uh, buy or sell Carson. The world series was better with Joe Buck on the call.
1: Oh, this one's hard because I'm not a fan of Joe Buck in general. (laughs) Um, but that aside, as, as someone who hopes to be a broadcaster one day, I gotta buy this. I I mean, there were certainly some calls that you can probably find on YouTube of worse Joe Buck calls compilations, mm-hmm. um, where where he certainly has ruined a fairer moment. <laughs> today, but but I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm not used to baseball without him. But it just sounds. I don't know if it would it was necessarily better, but it just sounds weird. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. I'm buying this too. Um, I just, Joe Davis just doesn't seem to have the same, I don't know, Joe, Joe Buck. And I know he's a, shall we say polarizing figure in sports broadcasting. Um, but he always Joe Davis just doesn't seem to have the same, you know, the same oomph, the same emotion. Um, that that buck had um although as much of a fan as much as a fan of joe buck as i am i am i was the complete opposite when it came to tim McCarver, um and i'm sure most of you would agree with me there but carson if you could pick one sports one one sports announcer doesn't have to be baseball one announcer to call the world series um who who do you think you might go with
1: al michaels hands down easy yeah either him or doc yeah. emmerich one of those two
0: oh yeah i think doc emmerich would make a great baseball announcer um al michaels yeah i Heck, think i, I even would... liked
1: it when when ernie johnson called called games and like the wild yeah. card and stuff for tbs i thought he yeah. was really good
0: yeah um if I had to pick one, I think I would probably go either Kenny Albert, who I think is awesome. Um Yeah, Kenny Albert or as kind of a a little maybe a little bit out there pick, I and probably a little biased, uh I'd go Don Urcilla.
1: Mm. don would be a great world series call
0: yeah or silly would be great he did some he did some games for some national games for the playoffs a few years ago uh for the either the wild card or the AL or the division series on tbs or or something along those lines and and again i know i'm probably a little biased having having been lucky enough to have him uh whole red sox games for all those years but uh yeah orcelos 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 he's he's great um all right or sell players intentionally leaning into a pitch looking at you diaz uh should be ejected
1: i this one was tough because it certainly should be frowned upon mm. but' I'll, I'll cautiously buy, um, but I'd like to see the sim, a similar system of of like when when a pitcher is hit or a batter is hit of like a warning of hey, don't do that again or you're out of here and from here on anybody who does is out of here. Um, I think I would like to see some sort of system like that, but i'm not quite sure it deserves an automatic
0: ejection so you think so like when a when a pitcher gets when a batter gets hit by a pitch usually uh in most situations the umpire will give a warning to to the pitcher so you think if a if a hitter leans into a pitch they should be given a you know kind of that first warning and then if they're stupid enough to do it again uh then they get tossed yeah yeah i think that's fair um i'm actually gonna sell this and i think i mean obviously leaning intentionally leaning to a pitch is just a bush league move and i'm you know absolutely nobody is surprised that it was an astros player who decided to do this in the world series um but i think it should be a i think it should be a um I think it should be an automatic, it should be, if a pitcher, if a batter intentionally leans into a pitch, it should be, it should be called a strike. Um, Instead of, instead of just, you know, instead of tossing them from the game.
1: Ooh, I do like that too. I do like if it's an automatic strike. I do like that. Yeah.
0: Cause think about it, you know, if you're in a, well, I mean, like the other night uh Diaz was in a what it was a three it was a three one two one count or something I think it was a three one count um no it was a two one count because uh they called they called that play they called it ball three so um but I mean think about it if a batter is in a if a batter is in a uh you know a favorable count you know a two one or a three one count uh or you know any any favor anything if they have anything less than two strikes on them and they know if they lead into the pitch they're not you know they're not going to do it with two strikes i just think it um i think it's enough of a i think intentionally leaning into a pitch i think being an automatic strike i think is 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 more than enough of a deterrent to stop players from doing it
1: yeah i think that makes a lot of sense absolutely
0: I, I mean, like you know, if you start tossing guys out of, you know, I think, I think ejections could, I mean, that, to be fair, guys leaning, intentionally leaning to a pitch doesn't, you know, it doesn't happen a ton, but it happens. And I just, I don't know. I just don't think, I think you can start getting carried away with, you know, I mean, a lot of umpires are already overzealous with tossing guys out of games. And I just think that could be a slippery slope. Um, all right, buy or sell. The team that wins Game Three will win the World Series.
1: Well, based on what we were talking about earlier, I, I'm gonna sell for Game Three, but I'll buy Game Four. Um, I think that Game Three is certainly a good precursor to who will who could potentially walk away with the win, but I don't know if it would be a definite like hey this team is going to win the world series cuz these two teams it feels like that this one is going to go at least 5 or 6 5 or 6 so i'm going to sell
0: um i'm actually going to buy this because uh in major league baseball history in a best of 7 series in a series tied 1-1 Uh, The winner of the third game has gone on to win the series 69, almost 70% of the time. Um, I'm not a betting man, Carson, but I'll take those odds. 70% is pretty – that's right up there.
1: Uh, Yeah, that is right up there. And also, AJ, it must be the – we might be in spooky season because once again (laughs) – We've got some breaking news that we can break on the show. Um, the notification just came across, and I'm just pulling up the tweet. The Kansas City Royals have found their new manager. Oh. Hiring, according to Jeff Passon, hiring Matt Quattaro, 48 years old, the former Tampa Bay Rays bench coach, and also worked in Cleveland, says Jeff Passon. He's adored among players, coaches, and execs. And is regarded as the ideal type to shepherd the shepherd the Royals' young core. So Kansas City has hired Matt Quattaro, the Tampa Bay Rays' former bench coach, to replace. Um,
0: that is a that is a solid hire, um, because we were just talking about the Rays, you know, and being a winning baseball team, and a huge huge part of that has been Kevin Cash. So. Uh, if he has, I mean, so, I mean, he's, he's obviously he's been learning under Kevin Cash for, you know, for an amount of, you know, for however long now, um, that's, that's huge.
1: Yeah, that's, I think that's a really good hire. Um, yeah, like, like Passon kind of said there, uh, I mean, they've, that is the perfect person, it sounds like to, to lead their this very young core and, and pass and list some of these guys, Bobby Witt Jr., MJ Melendez, Vinny Pasquatino, Brady Singer. Like they have a solid amount of of young talent who could really benefit from having somebody who who has been around some some young phenomenon in Tampa Bay, Shane Bass. Yeah. Clanahan, Tyler Glass now, Austin Meadows. Like he's yeah. he's worked with some of these guys and made them into helped make them into the players that, that they are today and apparently is very well liked by just about everybody. So a great hire, it sounds like here for the Kansas City Royals.
0: Yeah, that is a great hire. Um Admittedly, he has his work cut out for him. Uh that's a a lot of young town a lot of young players in kansas city um and you know i think they've got a they've got a little ways to go before they're back to their you know sort of 2014 2015 form but um, yeah it sounds like it sounds like they got you know pretty much the you know the perfect the perfect guy to to do it so um wishing him all the best of luck in kansas city it would be it would be great as a fan to see um, to see the Royals kind of get back to that winning form um, and and make that uh, make that AL Central a little more interesting and a little nope,
1: nope. <laughs> not this year not this year nope nope
0: um okay if not make the AL Central more interesting. Make the, you know, maybe, maybe raise the quality of baseball played in the AL Central a little bit.
1: Yes, they would, that would, that would at least be nice.
0: Cause you have playoffs. to admit, you have to admit that the AL Central was the worst division in baseball this year.
1: Yeah. It or, was.
0: I mean, it's definitely in the conversation. Um, so there you go. A little breaking news on the 8th inning trash doesn't happen very often. Uh, but when it does happen, we make sure that we uh, that we bring it to you. Uh, all right. Let's let's wrap up by cell. One last one more to go here. Uh, Carson, buyer sell Justin Verlander can't handle the pressure of the World Series.
1: I mean, the, the, ev the, the, the writing is on the wall. The evidence is right in front of you exhibit a game one of this world series. Uh, I mean, there's, yeah. there's your evidence I'm going to buy.
0: Yeah. Um, in case anybody's wondering, uh, and I didn't even know this. I had to look this up. Carson, Justin Verlander is winless in the world series. Win less uh so i am 100 buying this um i don't know what it is maybe it's a psychological thing but clearly i mean if a guy if a guy hasn't if a pitcher hasn't won a single game in the world series and verlander has pitched in what three world this is his third fourth world series
1: something like that i think i think this is his third
0: Well, let's see, he pitched pitched in the 06 World Series, yeah, for the Tigers, the 2012 World Series, and then was he with the Astros in 2017? I believe he was. Okay, so this would be, anyways, it's either his third or fourth. He's pitched in, point is... (laughs) He's pitched in multiple World Series now and has not won a single game. I mean, clearly, that means that's a clear indicator that for whatever reason, um, you know, psychological or, or whatever, clearly that shows that he can't handle the pressure of the World Series. Um, which, I don't know about you, Carson, but for me, that's that's kind of a, that's kind of a bummer. I mean, one of the best pitchers in baseball for the last, you know, however many years, uh, not not being able to get the job done in the World Series.
1: Yeah, I mean, playoff Kershaw. First it's playoff <laughs> Kershaw, and uh, now it's apparently World Series Verlander. Yikes.
0: Justin Verlander is the David Price of uh, the World Series. Ouch. That is
1: quite the comparison. <laughs> Ooh.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's kind of... that's That may be actually a little unfair to David Price because even David Price got the job done uh, for the Red Sox in 2018. So, um, yeah, that just seriously... If you just... You just hate to see a player, you know, of as good as Verlander is. You hate to see a player, um, you know, struggle on the sport's biggest stage like that. Um, I don't know. Is that is that some? I mean, Verlander is for me, anyways, is a is a no brainer Hall of Famer when he finally hangs it up, Carson. But um, hopefully, that's not. I, I would just I would just hate to see that be something that that hangs over him on an otherwise, you know, stellar career.
1: Yeah. Um it's it's truly bizarre to see how athletes crumble come postseason, or as much as I hate saying it because he is my quarterback, Kirk Cousins on Monday for football. <laughs>
0: yeah it's um it's just it's just one of those things it's just kind of it's just kind of baffling uh you know but i mean there's been plenty of examples um you know kind of over the years of players who just just can't get the job done in the playoffs um anyways (laughs) that's it for buy or sell uh no mail back today because we had so much other stuff to get to but um, please keep sending your uh, mailbag questions uh, to us either on Twitter at 8 pod or to 8 gmail.com. Although, admittedly, um, our next episode could very well be our last episode of the season, depending on how things go uh, over these next few days um, in, in Philadelphia. So that's something to keep an eye on. <laughs> uh must watch games duh it's the world series there are there's only one game on every night um so that and it is a must watch the world series is always a must watch uh for my one last thing i don't really have anything specific in mind just that um kind of feeling the uh kind of feeling the melancholy creep creeping a little little bit as much as i'm enjoying the world series and it's Um, as fun as I think these next few games, um, you know, however long this series plays out for, it's going to be to watch, um, fail in the melancholy a little bit, knowing that, uh, once the world series is over, our season is over as well. Um, I know I keep saying it and I'm going to say it again. I sound like a broken record. I'm going to say my big sappy end of the season speech, uh, for our, for our actual last episode of the season. Um, so just, you know, stay glued to your TVs and devices and enjoy the heck out of these, uh, the last few games of uh, of the baseball season.
1: Yeah, well said. Um, usually I would follow in, in pursuit of my illustrious co-host in that I don't really have anything at this point in the season, but today I do. Um talking about this whole Astros thing with mm. Maldonado's bet and Framber Valdez and the potential scandalous activity going on there. Um Astros Astros players, front office, even fans, just let me talk to you. <laughs> Do you understand now why nobody trusts you anymore? Do you understand why it's hard for us to still turn over a new leaf when you pull crap like this? Like, I'll, I'll be honest here. I really do t- want to try and let, let the Astros turn over a new leaf in my eyes. I do. I want to try. But then I just keep going back to the scandal. And then this happens where Maldonado is confirmed to have been using an illegal bat. And Valdez looks like he's wiping something off of his glove and off of his fingers, and it just, it's, you. I literally can't. And the sad thing is, I really do, because there's a lot of talented players on that team, and guys like Jeremy Pena, who literally is a rookie and does not deserve any of of the crap that he gets just because he plays for the Astros. But, my God, just be an ethical baseball team. It's not that hard 31 other teams do it why can't you
0: yeah man well said um yeah i'm i'm kind of in the same boat i every time i get to the every time i kind of get to the point where i'm like okay you know it was 2017 it was five years ago you know maybe it's time to because you know a lot of the um A lot of the players and a lot of the people who were involved with this thing you know they're not even with the astros anymore um i mean there's still a couple holdouts obviously Altuve and bregman uh we're both part of that um but yeah seriously uh carson seeing seeing the thing with maldonado and his bat and even you know We talked about it, you know, Diaz intentionally leaning into a pitch to try to get hit by the ball so that he can get on first base. And I'm actually looking at the clip again, watching Valdez doing whatever the hell it was he was doing. It's sure, I don't know, it looks to me like he's wiping something off his hand and off his glove and onto the ball. Um, I really, really hope Major League Baseball is taking a serious look at that because that is sketchy as hell. Um, but seriously, watching stuff like this, it just makes me go, what the hell? Like Carson, I I don't understand the thinking in Houston. Like you said, they're you know, they keep talking about wanting everyone to move on from 2017 and then here they are, right back to their old tricks.
1: Yeah, I just, like I said, I try. I've, I really do want to let them turn over a new leaf, but then there's stories that almost seemingly always come out about this team, and it just it makes it so much harder. And you know, they they're like, "Oh, we've embraced the villain role." No, you haven't. Stop it. There is no way as human beings that you don't at least have one day where you just have a meltdown because literally almost everyone in baseball hates you.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, you know, it just, it, and it, it makes me sad because the Astros used to be, you know, an organization that, you know, maybe if you didn't have, you know, even if you weren't a fan, you could still have respect for them. You know, kind of like me and the Yankees. I loathe the Yankees, but I respect the Yankees. Um, the Astros used to be one of those teams, Carson, you know, uh, back in the days of Jeff Bagwell and Craig Biggio and, and uh, I'm sorry, I can't think of any other, uh, you know, Astros play. Oh, um, that pitcher, but I can't think of his name right now. But I my point is uh, the Billy Astros Wagner? used Yeah, Billy Wagner, thank you. Um my point is the Astros used to be a team that you could have respect for. Um and then they moved to the American League and all hell broke loose apparently. Um just it just it's it it sucks and it's and it's um it's frustrating and, and saddening as a baseball fan.
1: Yeah, I just at this point, I I don't really know what what more to say about it except um, go Phillies.
0: <laughs> Seriously, this is the reason why everyone's rooting against you. Um, and to be fair, I'm sure there there are Astros fans who are not you know who are not on board with this. Um, Who were, you know, as disgusted by the events of 2017 as everybody else. Um, hopefully they had some sense and, and, and went to and switched over to become Rangers fans. Um, but I mean, we obviously know that all Astros fans aren't like that. Every fan base has, every fan base has its fair share of rotten eggs, um, some more than others, but, um, Anyways, that just. Well, let's just hope the Phillies win and and we don't have to deal with the Astros for another year. Um, all right, that's all we got for you guys. Uh, you can, of course, listen to us on Spotify or uh, anywhere else you get your podcast by going to Anchor.fm/slash Eighth Inning Stretch. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 8 Pod for all the latest, uh, including our upcoming poll of the name the Las Vegas uh, the Las Vegas MLB team contest. Um, and as always, don't forget to check out our awesome sponsors at Printer Dudes. Uh, you can check them out at PrinterDudes.etsy.com and check out their awesome collection of 3D printed gifts and collectibles. And as a thank you for being a fan of the show, you can use promo code home run, that's one word, and save ten percent off your order. That's printerdudes.etsy.com D-O-O-D-S. Um Carson, that's that's a wrap. Um, I don't know, man. Somehow I get the feeling that that uh, our next episode is is might be our last of the season.
1: It could, it is looking that way, but for the time being, I don't know about you, but I'm just going to enjoy some baseball and, uh, Hell yeah. no matter what, everybody will be, we'll be here with you on Friday, either to, to break down a world series champion or to, to get ready for, for game, what would that be? Six.
0: Game six. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, either way, um we will we'll, we'll talk to you guys on Friday. Um enjoy enjoy the games, enjoy the baseball. Of course, today, well, today for us uh tomorrow for you guys is an off day, but um no, wait. Today for us is an off day, but for you guys this it's not an off day. Game 3 is or game 4 or game 5 depending on when you listening to this. Uh, So enjoy the games. Uh, Go Phillies. And, uh, yeah, everybody have an awesome week, and we'll talk to you guys on Friday.